Hello, and welcome to Camino de Nature Projects Podcast Stories, a podcast where we share mostly original stories about nature for children ages 5 to 13, but most adults find them quite enjoyable as well. Let's begin, shall we? The sun sets on a hot July day in the hills and riparian areas of California. As darkness envelops the land, the sound of crickets, other buzzing insects, and frogs replace the last of the bird song. Deer wander with caution. They browse with their noses and ears and tra- eyes trained into the distance. Every once in a while, a deer jerks its head up and rotates its ears at some sound. It might only be the scurrying of a mouse or vole, or it might be a predator drawing close. It takes only one mistake, so each sound is taken very seriously. As the deer browse, a gray form materializes through the trees. It is cat-like in its movements, but it sniffs the ground with purpose, like a beagle tracking a cottontail. It is the form of a little California gray fox, Eurocyan, a creature that lies somewhere between the foxes we all know so well through stories and pictures, and the primitive raccoon-like dogs from which all dogs descended. The gray fox's kind first appeared during the Pliocene five to two and a half million years ago and evolved to live in forests. During the day, our fox seeks the same shelter in the forest that the deer seek. For generations, hunters have shot foxes for their fur and to protect their chickens which foolishly roost in trees where a gray fox can easily climb up and catch them. But our fox, your sign, she is not a chicken poacher. She has never even seen one. Her whole life's work is the pursuit of the vole and the mouse and the dashing run at the cottontail. In the spring... She robbed a ring-necked pheasant's nest and climbed into the trees to rob the nests of robins and thrushes and warblers. But tonight, she has come to check out some vole trails that ravel along an old axis road and end in a hedgerow of blackberry where she came across a rabbit's nest a few weeks earlier. Eurocyan, in her second year, should have a growing litter of kits to feed. But our fox's litter all died when her mate was killed running across a road that he was certain there would be no traffic. With no mate to bring her fresh meat during the nesting season, her milk dried up and hunger forced her to abandon the den. She has been a lone fox all these months, and only now is she coming back into her fine form. Her summer pelt is thick in platinum silver, trimmed in an elegant tawny red behind her ears and on her legs and under her belly. 
Down her tail runs a strip of black hair, which she can raise as a hackle whenever she is enraged or nervous. But there is none of that now. Her nose is quivering at the scent of meadow voles. One has just run down this little trail. Eurasine lifts her nose to see if she can catch its scent in the air. A tiny bit of vole scent wafts into her right nostril. She turns to the right, cautiously, stepping into a stalk. The vole becomes nervous and scurries a bit. The fox's ears catch the sound and she stops. She cocks her head to catch the sound a little more clearly. The vole scurries again and in its confusion moves into a thicket of grass just two yards from our fox. The fox inches closer to the brush. The vole remains still. The fox cocks her head again, looks at the ground with her eyes that have a vertical cat-like slip that help her and many other night predators gauge distance. Her black nose quivers to catch the vole scent again. She knows that in that grass there is a nice fat vole, and now she must prepare to take her leap. She digs into the ground, and one can almost hear her counting off before she bounds forward, leaps, and pounces into the vole's poorly chosen refuge. Her jaws hit the grass with such precision that the vole almost explodes into her jaws. One vole down, one more bit of protein to hold over starvation. The deer raise their heads and stamp and blow warning bark wheezes at the sound. They know the sound of successful predation. All that noise might be attracting a deer, but it could just as easily draw in a coyote or another fox. Our Eurocyan is more than content to have this territory to herself. Last week, she'd run out a young male fox, who's called a dog. He thought he could chase rabbits here all night long. She set the record straight with a few well-timed bites on the backside. But our little gray fox is not the empress of this area. At any moment, a coyote could show up and run her off. Domestic dogs could come running after her for nothing more than a good chase. A great horned owl could come sailing silently from the sky and carry her off. Her life is harrowing, yet perfect. Voles and squirrels and rabbits will feed her well. Feral berries will give her a little dessert. She may not be the empress, but in this moment she is certainly regal. She is a predator that has just successfully caught her prey. With the vole now thoroughly swallowed, the fox stops to drink from the muddy ditch that runs alongside the access road. A northern green frog leaps out as the, fog fro- as the fox approaches. She offers to give chase, but gives up as soon as the frog buries itself in the mud at the bottom of the ditch. Eurasian drinks the water and then casts her nose into the wind. She quivers her nose to catch the scent of any quarry or predators or competitors that might be nearby. Her nose registers nothing. 
She trots down the access road, then dives into the tree line. She crosses an unnoticeable trail. That girl goes through a patch of rose and then turns to take it deep into the woods where man never go. The deer continue their supper and the crickets and frogs carry on with their night song. Fast forward to winter. It is the dead of winter. It is a time when many trees stand as naked as gray skeletons and rain quenches the land. It is a time of darkness, a time when the sun seems to rise only for the purpose of setting once again. Not all things dislike the long winter darkness and cold. Your scion, our gray fox vixen, runs the trails in search of cottontails that might be trying to graze a bit of sustenance from the sprouting winter forage. She is a lone vixen still, but she is a master of the cottontail hunt. She has come to know where the rabbits hang during the long winter twilight and when they will likely run when she puts pressure to them. But a lone vixen can only be alone for so long. By winter's end, she will be in heat and the male foxes will smell her. Unlike domestic dogs, fox only go into heat once per year and after mating with the male, called a dog, he will stay with her through her pregnancy and help raise the young and they will mate again the following year. Now is the time for her to pair up. But every night, the vixen goes on her hunts. She smells where people and dogs have crossed the road. She smells where a sow raccoon and her two nearly grown kits have moseyed along the ditches in hope of catching a hibernating frog. She smells the skunks and the deer and the wandering opossums. But not once does she catch the wind of another of her kind. However, this night... As she sniffs a bit of grass that she often marks with a few drops of her own urine, the pungent odor of a male fox's urine rises into her nostril. She lifts her nose and casts it into the wind as if hoping to catch the scent of his body. Gray foxes are so territorial that the scent of a stranger would have her a raging war dog by now. But this time, she is not in the least aggressive. Instinct and hormones are telling her to be curious and flirty. Air scenting doesn't reveal the stranger's location, so she casts about trying to pick up his trail in the leaf litter. A great rabbit tracker like her soon finds his scent and begins trailing him along the logging road. Her receptors tell her that this dog fox is one of this year's kits, one that has spent the autumn months trying to catch voles and chipmunks. He will be long and lean from those days of running long and hard for such little food. She tracks him along the edge of the rose thickets. He's been trying his luck as a rabbit courser, 
but he's had no luck at all. He's just been running like a fool, and the rabbits have been scared off. If this were a normal time of the year, she would be ready to fight. But not now. Right now, she is intrigued by this stranger. She sniffs to inspect his urine marks, which he leaves every hundred yards or so, and she becomes almost intoxicated by them. The smell is so good, so pure, so perfect. Perfect. She soldiers on her long track. As she makes her way along the logging road and visits each thicket, she becomes lost in the scent. She begins to prance with an air of cockiness, the way only truly confident animals can. This is her domain, and this male dog, Fox, has her fancy. As she sniffs along another stand of rose, a raspy gray fox bark rises from a boulder some fifty feet away. The male fox knows the vixen is about, and he has his defenses up. Your scion, our vixen, lets loose some whines and whimpers and soft little fox chuckles. She is calling to him, telling him that she comes in friendship. The little male dog fox rises from the boulder, and he is gaunt and rangy from running so much and catching so little. He left his mother and father's land back in August, and he has spent most of his time chasing quarry or running from coyotes or dogs or resident gray foxes that don't want him around. Why, a big dog gray fox took the tip of his right ear in September when he had decided to go grasshopper hunting a little too close to that mated pair's den. His life has been that of an urchin, a vagabond, and now when he hears the approach of another gray fox, he becomes flighty. But it hasn't been since those warm spring days when he suckled his mother's teats that he's heard another fox make those noises. He wonders if his mother is calling him, and so he runs down to the thicket to the vixen. She hears his approach and runs toward him. They touch noses and lick faces. He instantly knows he's not looking at his mother, but the softness of her eyes and the gentleness of her face tell him that she is all right. She is more than all right. She is good. They whimper and whine in the darkness. The young male dog fox and wise mature vixen now begin the process of pair bonding in the night. They lick each other's muzzles and ears. They are fully smitten. That morning, they den up in the great boulder pile where the vixen has made her home. The two foxes sleep near each other. They haven't quite bonded yet, but they will soon be curled up together, a truly mated pair. Eurycyon, our fox, has found a mate once again. She doesn't need one to survive, but now she can thrive. Stars and moon and sun, now my story is done. Hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening.